Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how to plan a cheap-ass wedding. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Libsyn. Are you looking to start a podcast or want to know where to move your podcast to to get the best possible outcome? Libsyn is the top-rated host for your podcast. Use promo code HERMAN for your first month free. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in, thank you for sharing, I appreciate everything you do for this podcast, everything from iTunes to YouTube, Uh, the numbers grow each week and I appreciate you guys for helping me out with doing all that, because without you, um, I'm just some random guy talking on a microphone, which is still true, that's really all I'm doing and it's therapeutic, I enjoy it. Uh, As the intro stated... This episode is going to be about how I have planned a wedding, a cheap wedding at that. Cheap doesn't mean bad, doesn't mean that it has got to lose its luster or you don't have everything that you're supposed to have with it. It just means I'm not paying top dollar or asking price for a majority of anything that everyone else out there is trying to make you do. Um, There is what people are saying is a wedding tax. So if it's anything to do with the wedding or has a wedding in the title, they charge anywhere from 2 to 100% more than you would for anything else. And it's ridiculous. So as everyone knows, I have alluded to the fact that I did pop the question and that we are getting married. No, you won't be seeing any of that or hearing any of the things when the wedding happens. That is... Uh, a private event. I would want to go to your wedding and advertise it to the rest of the world and vice versa. But what I will do is tell you about what happened for me in the, you know, pre-stages of getting married as well as the popping of the question and kind of everything that goes behind that. Um, that's what this episode is really more about and how to do it the way that you want to have it done, regardless of how the internet or your family has done it or thinks you should do it or anything to that regard, because let's be honest, you're going to have to live with this decision that you're going to make. Yeah. You're going to live with somebody else, he or she, and I don't care if you're gay, straight, bisexual, purple, or polyamorous. It is what it is. It's a decision that you make to be with somebody else. If they choose to be with you as well, thumbs up. If not, that's called kidnapping. That's not okay. But in the idea of marriage and everything that goes along with it, I'm always weighing the pros and cons of not marriage, but doing retail things, doing specialty things. I spent a majority of my working career in hospitality. Everything from running bars to running catering facilities to country clubs and everything in between. And I have built a nice collection of ideas and memories and been able to kind of mold what I would assume and see to be a really good wedding. Now, because I've spent so long in the industry, I've also seen the massive, massive bills that go along with it. I've seen just the event alone. We're talking the venue with the chairs and everything you're going to use in the venue and the food, just those portions. And I consider bar part of the venue when you have it there. It'd be upwards of sixty to a hundred thousand dollars for just that area. That's not your pictures. That's not your flowers. That's not rings, dresses, suits, or anything outside of just renting a facility and that facility what it houses within it. That's a fuck ton of money. That is an absolute ridiculous amount of money to spend on just one day. I understand that it's supposed to be his or her special day and it's only going to happen once. Well, in this country, it happens a lot more than once. Half or more weddings are going to fail. So, mm. yeah, truly again. And just in 
our own friends and family, we have more than a dozen marriages and divorces, just our own close-knit friends and family. So we have been dating for a long enough time where we have actually been able to watch a lot of these happen. And it's been entertaining to say at least not that other people's misfortune is entertaining. Well, no, it really is. We all like to watch the YouTube channels and the punk and all kinds of people get hit the nuts and other people are getting, you know, the uh, iPhone fails or whatever you want to call it, where people are like looking at their cell phones and tripping into things or falling into traffic or ponds. Everyone thinks that's hilarious. And I agree with it. It's not funny what happens to you, but it's ha- if having someone else, it's funny. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm okay with laughing at myself if those things do happen. However, we're looking at a different situation where someone's life is changing, better or worse. Getting married, everyone says it's a great thing. Some people do it because they're idiots, and then they're getting divorced. Some people say being divorced is the best thing that ever happened to them. Some people are devastated by it. So, again, it's who you are in this situation and how it's going to happen to you and how you're going to react to it. But spending upwards of sixty dollars and $100,000 for one day, one event, I think is asinine. I don't think anyone should have to pay that price. Even if you have all the money in the world, you should be able to allocate that money somewhere else to something. Whether it's a charity, a nonprofit, uh, someone that needs the money more than you do. Think about that. If you have the ability to spend all of this godforsaken money on one day, but you didn't have to, and it's not going to hurt you, why not take that money and donate it to the SPCA or to uh, women's shelters or foster homes, something where people need the money and can use it more than for just an open bar for your fucking lush of friends. And if your friends are like my friends, they will decimate that open bar. It is what it is. So let's get back to uh, the initial way that we did this for you. So when it came to a proposal and looking for rings, the options are always go to the mall or go to a specialist. Uh, San Francisco has their diamond market that 10 years ago was only by invite. And now it's super retail and everyone can go in there and you're supposed to be able to get a better diamond for a better price, but everything else is pretty much the same and standard. Well, you're choosing what's better for you. And if you know, we're near San Francisco, I'm sure you guys have other places that are similar to be able to do that. I think about blue Nile.com is another place to price check diamonds and see what you can do. Or maybe she, he, whomever does like diamonds. Maybe they want a giant sapphire, something large and colored and don't care about diamonds because we put the stupid, oh, stupid, excuse me, stigma on diamonds. That's the one I'm looking for. But the reality is, it's there. That's what marketing has done for things. That's what they tell everyone you're supposed to be able to do and got to buy the biggest, the brightest, the whatever you want to call it for the diamond. So those are the options you really have. The other option that is not the normal option is also a pawn shop. You can get really good jewelry in a pawn shop and go that way for it. I didn't go that route, but you can. I have bought many things in pawn shops. Uh, the girl actually has rings from the pawn shop. There were older people's wedding bands and engagement rings and she liked them. And so she got them for a very cheap price. So if the diamonds are good, you can actually take those rings and take the diamonds out of them to be put into new rings and actually save some money on that or use the vintage diamonds, use the vintage rings and go that way. If that is what your bride or your groom really wants, that's what their flair is. Do that. Why do you want to go and spend $100,000 on it, which is stupid, on a ring when you can spend a fraction of that for the same thing and actually have a vintage one instead of a vintage style? Now, I also don't understand the premise of spending three months' salary on a ring. For some people, that's not a lot of money. For other people, that's a lot of money. I think in general... Three months' salary on a ring is, God, forsake a lot of money. Now, I'm not saying that she wasn't worth it. I'm not saying that 
your significant other isn't worth it. But can you do, again, something better with that money than just a ring? Maybe you're broke and don't have that kind of money. So you get a small ring and you can upgrade things as you progress. Those are options you can do. My options always haggling. Put me in a situation where I can just try to talk the price down. So that's what I did. I went to the diamond market in San Francisco. The prices are set, but they're not set in stone. They're set so they can deter people from trying to ask questions and trying to bring prices super down. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be able to get a $10,000 ring for $1,000. I'd love to. Everyone would love to, except for the salesman who's getting the commission on it. So the idea was to go to the diamond market, get a high class, high quality diamond in a good setting and chip away at the price and bring the price down, which is what we were able to do. We got a better ring, better quality diamond in the diamond market than we did in the store, not the store, the mall. Uh, The mall is going to have everything from like the... Zales, the K, the Jareds of the world, Fred Myers, all those guys. Not that they're bad. I bought tons of jewelry from them as well. But for the actual, what is it, cut, color, and clarity of the diamond, I was able to actually see how good of a diamond it was in the diamond market more so than it was in the mall. And... There's a thousand different things people can tell you about all of it and which cuts better, which is more resilient, which is to hide the flaw. I'm not going to tell you how to do any of that. Google it. That's what I did. You'll figure it out. But what I was able to do was take the diamond itself and put it in front of a tissue or white piece of paper. Do something like your teeth if you want to feel bad about yourself. You, you put that on your teeth and you see how not white your teeth are. Yeah. That's fun. Um, But for the diamond, you could actually see the clarity of the diamond and see what you were getting. And we put some lower quality ones in the actual uh, diamond center in San Francisco on the white paper. And you can see they're actually like whitish to yellow to all these different weird things. And you could see imperfections. And it was really weird. A majority of the diamonds we could look at in the diamond mark, you could actually have to put the little uh, Monopoly guy on there and uh, look through it and you'd see imperfections. They point them out to you, but there's nothing anyone's ever going to see with the naked eye. So go fuck yourselves for people that want to ask, oh, what cut, what clarity was Who the fuck cares? Honestly, you're asking someone this because you want to know if your shit's better than someone else's. And I get it. Everyone wants to have a fucking pissing contest. Great. Good for you. But let's be honest. Most people... After, what, a few weeks, months, maybe a year? You don't remember a goddamn thing about any of it. Now, I have been proven wrong by that by one person, and that's because he spent a fuck ton of money on the ring. He knows exactly everything that he was told about that ring. And he won't forget it. But a majority of people aren't going to remember that. Don't really give a shit about it, because if it's pretty, it's pretty. It lasts. They're good to go. And that's really all that mattered. So... That's the premise for me when it comes to getting a ring is go to a place where you can actually haggle the price down, look and find what you want, figure it out beforehand, have the discussion, however you guys want to do it. Or if you want to surprise the person about it, do that. Great. Go for it. I love doing the surprise thing. That makes me feel better about it because it's my decision. Now I don't quite understand the premise behind the girl going with the guy to go shop for rings. That takes the fucking surprise out of everything. There are some situations, mine, where you've been dating someone for over a decade. Yeah, I know. And so you can kind of go there and it can be fine to do. But by doing that, you take the surprise out of the when and the what. It just, it doles things down for me a little bit in the terms of uh, the proposal and the surprise of popping the question. So for me... With that being an issue, I had to figure out a way to make the proposal a surprise. Now, if I were to take her out on a fancy dinner randomly, 
some point during the week, that would be, oh, I know it just, that would be pretty much a dead giveaway. She would know because we went ring shopping and now we're going on dinner. Ooh, it's probably going to happen. No go for me. There wasn't anything I could think of where I would just come out and ask at any random point in time because that's not nearly as fun for me either. I know it's for her, but it's also for me. And girls, guys are also very sensitive, I guess is the wrong word for this. Picky or finicky is another way of putting it when it comes to the proposal because they are planning it. They want to make sure it goes right because they're planning it for them and for you because you're going to tell the story. That is a direct reflection on them. So these things have to be worked out in their mind just as much as the girl is going to pick out how it's going to happen. Flip-flop it if I... If it's a gay couple, whatever it is, I apologize. I just understand what I'm saying here. So for me, I had to pick out an idea of how this was going to happen. So she picked the ring, but we customized the ring. So it wasn't the exact ring as it sat inside the jewelry case. There are some fantastic things done to the actual band itself, different diamond being placed in it, then the piece of glass that was sitting in there. So she didn't know what the final outcome was going to be. But I don't live in San Francisco. It takes me about two hours to get from my house to San Francisco. So I can't just tell her that I'm going to go away for a while because we have find my friend on our phones and she'd see that I had gone there. I can't also say I'm going to go to San Francisco for no reason because I never go to San Francisco. So I had to pick a random way of doing it without telling her about it. So for me, I took a day off of work. I didn't tell her I was taking a day off of work so that I was able to sneak out and go to San Francisco, pick up the ring and come back before my day was done at work and before she knew I was gone knowing that she wouldn't check my location for finding my friends if we're both at work because we're both at work. So that was a really good plan for me. And it was something that was very successful because she didn't have a clue. I was gone. So now I've got the ring. She knows that we looked at a ring. Her parents know that I've got the ring because they accompanied me to look at it and get it. So now everyone's looking at me, asking me when it's going to happen. And me thinking, no, tell nobody. So I didn't. So the next step of this, after you've gone through the shopping, is now the actual proposal. And like I said, girls, you think about the proposal yourselves. You think about the weddings, all this kind of stuff. Well, if you're going to tell the story of how you got proposed to, over and over and over again. The guy is thinking about it themselves as that's going to happen. They need to stick the landing and figure out exactly the right way, location, and how to do it so that it's memorable for you and they still look good in the story. So that's what it came to for me was how do I do this in a significant way that's low profile enough where she won't know but big enough and grand enough that it is a spectacle and people are going to have fun and she's going to enjoy telling the story. I tend to be a little bit of a showman every now and then, hence this YouTube channel and stuff and the the microphone in my face. This is a choice. I chose to do this. And now I have to figure out how I'm going to do it. So I picked the ring up the week before Thanksgiving. And I refuse to do anything on actual holidays or around like family and stuff because let's be honest, a majority of us don't want to be around family for special events, like a proposal. Now, actual holidays, yeah, we're okay for being around our families because that's what you're supposed to do. Be around your family. That's why you have days off. However, a proposal didn't seem like the right thing to do in front of family. So after Thanksgiving, we have always had a holiday party. Uh, 
And I thought that's the best place, best plan, best scenario, everything. Because it's after Thanksgiving and Christmas is super far away and we have it smack dab in the middle. So it was perfect timing because it's not a holiday and it's not just surrounded by family. Plus all of our friends that we've been friends with forever will be there and I can do it where we want to be around all these people and everyone that we want to have be part of the situation and part of this event can be. Whereas if you do it in a restaurant or an ice skating rink or a football game, wherever it is you think is the best idea for you, you're surrounded by a bunch of strangers who are going to applaud you and probably send you over some free beer or champagne or dessert, which is all awesome. I think that's still fantastic. That's just not my style and that's not my speed. So I figured all of our friends who are always around for a holiday party will be there and they're not going to know about it. I have to figure out how to do this right. So for me, the best way of doing it was to swap out a legitimate gift for our white elephant game and put in a fake gift for the white elephant game. So that when she picked it, I could then be the next person, steal it from her, and before she goes to pick up a new gift, I drop down to a knee. Which worked out great. It was fantastic, and she was surprised. All of our friends were surprised. It worked out really well. But there was a little bit more of a backstory and a little bit more legwork to do that than just randomly dropping on knee in front of all of our friends. So... For me, it took our friend who is a professional photographer. That's Olinger Photography. Her link for her website is down below in the podcast description as well. So I have her helping me with the pictures. And who's going to question a photographer with a camera at a big party? No one batted an eye. The next step was to get the girl's best friend to convince the girl to pick the right present. So I let her in on the secret. She knew exactly what she had to do, and she had to get the girl to pick the right present. Now, with a house full of people, how do you make sure no one else steals a present before that she gets it? Good question. Thought of that too. I rigged the fucking game. Now, the next step is to figure out how to rig it. Does someone slide the gift in randomly? Do you keep it out in the front so she sees it automatically, knows exactly what she's got to get? Do you tell everyone but her what's going on? Or, my idea, was to rig the first five numbers. One is a normal person. It was the photographer's husband. Who's in on it and knows not to pick the gift? Two was the girl. Because why wait any longer? Because the game's going to stop. Three was the person who needs to block in case the girl picks up the wrong fucking present because she says, fuck you. I'm not doing what you told me to do. Can you get my own present? I want the big one. Big one in the back. They all want the big ones, don't they? And then... <laughs> If she picked the wrong present, number three was to steal the present and she was to go back and have her friend convince her to pick the right present. The present I put under there. And then four would be me so that I could steal her present. So that's what we did. So we rigged the top four. I said five initially, but it was really four. The fifth person really didn't matter at that point because it was just a a bluff, to be honest with you, to make sure we have the top thing set. So, all of a sudden done, that's how we rigged the game. And only the initial people knew, the photographer take the picture, who let her husband know. And then the game rigger, whose significant other was the one that's going to steal the present, and the best friend. So really we got a, three people knew, but really there are five involved. And... 
that's how it worked out for us. For a house full of 30 some odd people, it worked out well. The party stopped, photography goes, shambongs were drunk, and yeah, shambongs. And so we had a good time with all of that. So now we've got the champagne flowing, the rings have been put on finger, and one ring, not rings, plural, sorry, one ring. Uh, the rings put on finger, and everyone's all ooey-gooey and ooshy-wooshy-wooshy. So the party continues. We go on. People ask the same fucking question the moment the ring goes on. So when's the wedding? When you're having a wedding? Bitch, we just got engaged. Literally 30 seconds ago, we just got engaged. And now you're asking me about a fucking wedding we're planning? Pump the fucking brakes, Captain. Let us enjoy the engagement for, oh, I don't know, longer than 30 seconds. Yeah, we haven't got that far. We're still just enjoying the endorphins and the high from this and the sugar rush from the shambongs to the brain. Give us some time. We'll mull this one over and let you know what we're talking about for a wedding. Are you trying to grow your audience? Are you trying to expand your market on social media? Check out thehermanjames.com to pick up our podcast social media marketing checklist that is guaranteed to grow your market and grow your audience and expand your internet presence more than you ever thought possible. That's thehermanjames.com for our podcast social media marketing checklist. All right, so now everyone's got rings everyone knows we're engaged everyone sees what we're doing so i gotta flip my notes down over here and now that that portion of the operation is done we have talked about what we want to do beforehand now we're looking at exactly what we need to do to take the next steps so the way we work things out isn't a what i consider traditional way of doing things Everyone assumes that the girl has been her whole spending her whole life dreaming about the wonderful wedding and having a blast of just pretending to be married in this chapel on a beach on an airplane in a strip club. Wait, that, that's my wedding idea. Um, so that would be a traditional way of doing things, right? Go with uh, the girls. Little playbook she's had since she was a little girl and been playing with her friends and well, that's not how we did things because she didn't have any ideas like that. We both had the idea of there's no fucking way we're spending a godforsaken fortune on one day, one good day, yes, but one day not doing it. I mean, your ideal. Wedding is just everyone gets together, a ceremony happens, everyone sits through the ceremony. A majority of people just don't give a fuck. The close family does, they think it's cute and they cry a little bit, but everyone else is there. They're really just there because they're invited and they have to be there. And now you're waiting till all this is over so you can go get a drink and socialize with everybody else, talk some shit about other people at the wedding, maybe talk some shit about the bride and groom because maybe you're not close friends with them or maybe you just don't like one or the other. And fuck it, life happens. But everyone's then going to have fun with the drinks and the dancing and the food, which again, no one really cares about. The uh, premise of the food is neither here nor there, and we'll get to that. So that's the idea is everyone's going to go and enjoy themselves at your wedding. And that is the goal. So why does that mean you have to spend a fucking fortune? Now, some people are going to do it because they're keeping up with the fucking Joneses. And that could either be friends, family, close or far relatives, whatever it might be, whatever it is you're competing to do to be the best wedding to do this, to make yourself feel better, feel better about who you are or make other people feel you're better than you are. That's on you on that one. We were not doing that. We had a budget that we're going toward and that's the top. That's, that's the line. We're not going above that in any way, shape, or form. That's the line. What the line was 10 grand, 10 grand for an entire event. 
We're not talking the dress, the rings, or the rented suits or tuxes or whatever you want to go for. We're talking location, bar, food, photography, videography, DJ, and everything that goes in the facility. So that's staff, tables, chairs, the whole nine. If you went to a church, you wouldn't go into the church without pews. So no one's just going to stand there. That's the idea we're looking for. That's the idea we did. That's what we got. How the fuck did you do that for $10,000? There's no fucking way. No. Not going to happen. Never going to happen. Except it did happen. I did do it. I'm going to tell you how. I haggled. I called in favors. I asked some friends. Like I said at the beginning half of this episode, and on all my previous episodes, I talk about how I spent a lot of time in hospitality. Well, because I've done that, I do have some old contacts and old friends and coworkers that I'm able to call upon. And fortunately for me, one of my old contacts right here, Accents by Sage, Cheryl Sage, fantastic individual, wonderful, wonderful person, great florist, you you call her, she'll do your events for you. She's also going to be in the podcast description below and the podcast description on wherever you're listening to Spotify, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, in the description. Check it out. Also, check my website, thehermanjams.com. You're going to see all of the people that I am using, not being sponsored by them. Nothing's getting for free, but you'll have a clicks to the websites from uh, hermanjames.com the hermanjames.com um yeah you'll, you'll have a good link to it so after calling around and finding facilities that i could actually use for a very inexpensive price it became a choice of do i want to get a bare bones facility with nothing in it for a few grand and then rent everything from a rental company set it all up myself with my friends and then put everything back in a truck and haul it back the day or two after the wedding and do all the labor or spend some more money and get a facility that has everything in staff that will set up and break down. Now in calling and finding all of these pricings for things, some places wanted $10,000 just to use a bare facility with nothing in it on their day. Now, again, Fridays are less expensive than Saturdays. Sundays are less expensive than everything. But everything comes at a price. And again, the reason I mentioned my friend Cheryl is because she had done numerous weddings at a barn where we will be getting married at. Barn is beautiful. It is on a massive cherry and tomato farm. The barn has been converted to be able to be a wedding area. Now, that is a facility that's put on by Effortless Events by Natalie. Natalie's fantastic. She has great pricing for things. You can get these facilities for your events. It can either be for the one day or for the whole weekend. Whatever it is you're working with, she has got a price for you to be able to host your event on it. I was able to work with our mutual friends and actually get the facility for the entire weekend for our one-day event. So we're having a good, great, fantastic price for a Saturday wedding at the facility with the use of everything And Natalie is going to be the day of event coordinator. So we're not running around like a bunch of fucking chickens with their heads cut off to figure the whole thing out. That came with everything at the facility for our use, including her staff to set up, break down, clean up for fantastic pricing. Her normal pricing on her website, you see, is between eight and $9,000 for all of that. Where other facilities are telling you, it's $10,000 for a bare facility, not including the use of any of the rental equipment. So, 
We got Natalie in her barn for a fantastic steal of a price. Natalie had a reference for what the girl wanted to have for her food for the wedding. Very simple, very easy. Rack of lamb. Now I'm just fucking with you. I don't think I've ever had a rack of lamb and I just like the lambs with little booties on them. I think they're really cool. Um, tacos. She wanted a taco bar. We were at a few weddings where they had a guy on there heating up the tortillas and putting things on the people's plates and she loved it. So we told Natalie about that and Natalie goes, great. I've got that. Take care of it for you. Here's this guy. Call him up. Call him up for a wedding for 140 people. We have food at $10 a person. That's full everything. 100% all of it done for the food. That's unheard of. I was getting quotes for between $35 and $55 per person for buffets. Fuck that. Fuck that. Now, the guy we're using also runs a taco truck, a great taco truck, and he's setting up the actual buffet for us. So it's a full buffet. That guy has a guy that's going to bring a taco truck out there, so we're not going to run out of food. He'll be there for, what is it, I think an hour is what a buffet normally takes or so, an hour and a half. Cool. I'm okay with that. That works. And if there's any leftovers, they leave it there. They take their tables things away. Winner. That's great. So now we've got this taken care of. Now for the food, for the facility, the staff, tables, chairs, decorations, parking, the rehearsal, all of that, we're in and we're sitting roughly $6,500. Yeah, that's where we're at so far. Still under our 10 grand. Now we need photographer. And so we call around, we ask our friend and see if she knows some people that could work for us for the wedding so she could be there. She gave us great names, but we called too late. They got booked. Wedding season. What do you know? So what do we do? We ask for some more recommendations. And our friend says, absolutely not. She is going to shoot the wedding. She shoots it for a fantastic price. Her prices for these events start at around $2,700, $2,800. But Olinger Photography is doing us a solid for a wedding gift. Now, she also was able to hook it up with a videographer. Videographer? A what? Who? Yeah, I, I don't really know this part of the stuff, the videography and... Four-minute videos and highlights of what goes on and breaks all through everything. And yeah, that not my personal choice of doing things. I I don't own a camera. Like an, a physical camera. I don't own a camera, take pictures, a video camera. I never have. It's never been my thing. But it's her thing. And she wants that. And so Olinger Photography was able to hook us up with a, her good Good, good acquaintances. Someone she's worked with before does all these kind of things. They've got giant drone things flying up. They'll do candids over here and candids over there. Have a good time with all this stuff. And it's cool. That's great. Enjoy it. So they're going to come out and do that for us. Uh, that's, I want to say, for a four-minute video and they record the whole thing, so they do about six to seven hours of recording. And we get the raw footage for everything. We're sitting around 1600 So, everything all combined. We're sitting, I believe that puts us at about 8000 <laughs> Excuse me. And so, now we're looking for flowers and DJ. Flowers got covered. Accents by Sage. Yep, she's taking care of for us. Uh, we actually have a meeting coming up with her very soon here. And we're going to see exactly what we have to do. Now, the DJ, I thought we could just have, you know, plug an iPhone in. Boop. Have a little bit of a speaker out there, playlist going on. Have a best man or someone MC the thing. 
Good to go, right? Yeah, that got nixed. She said no. So now we uh, have a look for a DJ. DJs are fucking expensive. They're stupid as fuck. You can buy everything. The entire DJ setup. That's two speakers, wireless mic, lapel mic, the fucking mixing board, and all that shit on Amazon. Speakers might not be the best. But all of it. 250 bucks. You just spend some time taking your playlist off of iTunes and putting it right on that fucking thing. Thumbs up. Good to go. No spinning of vinyl. You push buttons and and that's it. Now you're a fucking DJ. The price these guys were asking for. $3,500. That's fucking ridiculous. That's for playing for six hours. And maybe a fucking glow ball. Not a disco ball up top, but like a little glow ball with like a few lights around it. Are you fucking kidding me? Why would someone spend that kind of money for this? I don't care what you want to tell me that you can do better than anyone else. You're not doing any of it. A program literally does the fade in and fade out of music. Everyone has the same playlist. If you don't just fucking download it. You can buy it. You can do whatever you want to fucking do for it. Go to Pirate Bang. Download all the fucking music. I don't care. You can do it for a lot less. One event. One event for a DJ at that price should not only pay off everything they have. That should also cover their fuel, their insurance, and still be able to repay them for all the purchases that they have and make money. One. I'm not paying that price. So I looked around and looked around, looked around, found great, great DJ pricing. And these guys have videos of their DJ setups, of them DJing. They actually have everything that we need. Again, very reasonably priced. So we end up getting a DJ for $800. That is $500 more than I wanted to pay. $500 more. Because I think it's reasonable not to have to pay that price. But... It wasn't my choice, so that's what we went with. But this DJ has two setups. Two. One interior, one exterior. So that the ceremony can be done outside with speakers out there and everyone can be listening to smooth jazz and gangster rap and shit while we do the whole ceremony. And then when everyone goes inside to go eat, there's a little bit of like Frank Sinatra and some fucking... You know, Wu-Tang Clan, some Wyclef Jean playing in there while everyone's eating their food. There's lapel mics for the officiant. There's cordless mics for the speeches. And then everyone gets to go back outside and dance. And there's lights out there and everything. That is the budget I can handle. More than I wanted to pay, but it'll work. The DJ, they're traveling, and you know what? If that's the price you can go for comparatively to over $3,000, great. But you can't tell me that a microphone is going to cost you $1,000. There's no way you're giving someone a microphone like that because they're going to drop shit. People are stupid. People see too many YouTube videos and drop the mic. And just The price isn't worth it. So... Now we've got everything set up that we're doing. We have a few outliers like a photo booth for a few hundred dollars for a few hours. We're not doing a wedding cake because I don't like cake, but you can. And there are great places that can do fantastic cakes for super cheap as well. So this is what I'm saying. We've got everything we need to have for under 10 grand and we still have money to burn to use for the end of it. Not much. We're almost at the top here. Um, But that's what's going to work for us. Now, another thing we did for this was the venue itself. We found a venue where we can bring in our own beer, wine, and alcohol. It's something that is cheaper for us because if you have someone else provide everything, it can cost you, let's say, $1,000 bar tab, $1,500 for a bar tab. Open bar, have whatever you want to have. 
my friends will D that real quick. And then I've got someone asking me for more money or do I want to close the uh, tab out and have everyone pay cash. For $1,500, that's a lot of beer, wine, and liquor. You can buy yourself a Costco. So the trade-off for this one was we'll buy all the beer and wine because we're not going to put liquor there because my friends are stupid. And we'll provide kegs because we all know I've got the keg writer. We'll provide wine that will be poured out by an old coworker of mine who's a bartender. That way, it's all under control. No one under the age of 21 is going to be able to physically pour anything themselves that they didn't bring, of course. And then on top of that, we're already getting event insurance for the facility, which runs about $112 to about $250, depending on where you're going to get your insurance from. And that's going to include alcohol coverage. That protects the facility. That protects me. That protects the bartender. We're all safe for under 200 bucks. And with all the beer and wine we're going to get, we're not even going to spend $1,000. I'd be surprised if we spend even $500 on enough beer and wine and champagne to have everyone that wants to, to be able to get a nice heat going on. It's one of those things where you just have to look for the right price, look for the right thing, but know what you want to do first. Know what your budget's going to be because if you want this very high-end event, what is it at the event you want? What's the high-end portion of it? Can you get it for cheaper? Can you get it the exact same thing from a different vendor or can you haggle with it those are the questions you want to look at weddings shouldn't break the bank weddings should not be something you have to take out a fucking loan and pay off for the next 10 years for one day Wedding should not be something that has its own quote-unquote tax to because it's a wedding cake versus a birthday cake. Yeah, I want a fucking five-tier birthday cake. What the fuck about it? But that birthday cake is going to cost a fraction of what a wedding cake should cost. There are so many ways around having to pay the national average of $35,000 on a wedding. On a fucking wedding. People aren't going to the wedding because it's going to be the most fantastic food they've ever had in their fucking life. Majority of people go to a wedding and don't remember the goddamn food or because it's cooked in fucking mass, people are saying it's bland as shit because it is usually. No fucking salt. Now, that doesn't mean you can't spend good money on good things, the right things that you should spend the money on. But why? Why ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for an empty fucking room? There's no fucking way that that's worth it. Should never have to pay that price. And why are people not asking for better pricing? Why are they not asking to get a better deal than what's being presented? Who knows? Maybe the coordinator, the salesperson, whomever it might be, will tell you. You know what? We actually charge ten thousand dollars less when it's on this day then that day would you be willing to move it to that day fucking do it why not if you don't have to have a specific day because it's you know the same day everyone gets married on your entire family for the past 10 years what the fuck ever do that why not do something on an off time an off season not a wedding season and fuck the idea of wedding season all year is wedding season some people like to get married in the spring, some like the winter, some like the fall, some like the summer. It's locational. All that bullshit. Great. Figure that shit out. Find out when the off season is in your area. And are you willing to pay half the price for everything because it's the off season? Fuck yeah. Why not? If that's what it is, then why not look into doing that? Don't pay people top dollar for the fucking food. They tell you what they have to offer. You know what it is? 
they're making 300% on all of that. Absolutely. There's also no reason to pay someone $300 for a setup fee. Setup for what? You're already charging me for everything. The chafing dishes, the fucking fluff, the stands, all of it. That's already charging me piece by piece by piece. Why the fuck am I also charge get charged three hundred dollars to have you set up? Fuck it, leave it out. I'll set it up myself. I'll save myself three hundred bucks. Oh, you don't want me setting up? Then waive the fee. Ask to waive the fee. Demand to waive the fee. Or go to somebody else. There are numerous people who make the same fucking food, unless you have some high-end chef making individual specific dishes for every individual person. How the fuck hard is it to make 300 pieces of chicken marsala? It's going to come out the same all across the board. It doesn't matter. Find where you can bring things down. Have you been with your significant other for a long enough time where you don't need gifts? Tell people that. People will be willing to not bring gifts, and most people don't shop ahead of time anyway. Have an online registry for your wedding, for your actual honeymoon. Have them Venmo in money to that. Have them pay for events to go on your honeymoon. Why not? You already have everything in the house. Who the fuck needs four gravy boats or your mom's fucking crystal? Haggle? Get the price taken down and never pay full price. You'll get what you want and save to have all the money later. Just haggle it down. looks like that's all the time i've got for this episode i want to thank everyone for tuning in and thank you for sharing this episode as well if you're looking at having any events coming up weddings funerals divorces birthdays bar mitzvahs be sure to check out our friends the ones we've listed in this podcast and this youtube channel they'll be in the description down below for youtube they'll be in the podcast description as well check their links and don't forget to go to thehermanjames.com they will be under our sponsors tab right on the homepage. they aren't sponsoring us but we would like to get them some business for everything that they've done for us and for our wedding be sure to check out the no funny podcast network for all the best independent podcasts across the country that's nophonynetwork.com i can't wait to be here next week